You're listening to Oh Hey, an Eau Claire Festival podcast from The Current. It's Jay. I am here sitting in the car belonging to Anna Reed, who's a producer at The Current. And you actually slept here, literally in your car at the campground last night. Yeah, so you're in my car, but you're also in my bedroom. <laughs> How does that feel? Cozy. Yeah. Yes, here I am. I slept in my car last night. You slept in a giant tent that has a porch, correct? It's true. My girlfriend and I have a giant tent for probably six people that I have luxuriously <laughs> to myself. And yes, it does have a porch. It has been delightful. My mattress didn't uh, deflate this year like it has in previous uh-huh. years. So I woke up and my butt was not on the ground. <laughs> Congratulations. Also, what does it feel like to be able to sleep with your legs stretched all the way out? Oh, glorious. And oh. I, to be honest, even in this big tent, they do they do hit the edge of the tent a little bit. Okay. I, I am, I am a ta- I'm on the taller side. <laughs> well, you know, I was just talking with my friend about how it does sort of feel like glamping here at Eau Claire because I woke up this morning, I went and got an iced coffee and a breakfast burrito, and we're sitting around the fire now waiting for the festival grounds to open. So we're here with the current staff hanging out, getting ready to head back to the festival grounds for the day two of Eau Claire. Anna, you rolled in yesterday and you got to experience some music and also some food. What did you eat yesterday? What did I have? I had a plate full of tacos. I had a breakfast burrito this morning. I had an entire bottle of rosé in a water bottle in an Eau Claire Festival branded water bottle. And this is just a thing. You can just buy this. Yeah, and I'm not talking like a little single serving of rosé. I mean, they dump an entire wine bottle into a water bottle for you. And you pay them and then you walk around the festival grounds with it. It's very nice. Yeah, just a lot of options. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I had for food, but I want to go back and try the cheese curds today. But I don't want to uh, make it seem like it's sort of fair food, like corn dogs and cheese curds. It's actually really amazing local vendors. Across the board, everything I've had has been like fairly priced and really delicious. I, in fact, did have the cheese curds. Oh, how are they? Uh, they were amazing. I don't know if I'm ready to go ahead and say Minnesota State Fair quality. Uh, Wisconsinites will <laughs> scoff at me for, you know, judging Minnesota curds superior to Wisconsin curds. <laughs> <laughs> What music did you catch yesterday? Well, Jay, did you know that one of my favorite bands in the whole entire world performed here last night? You've mentioned it. Yeah, so I love the Dirty Projectors. I have seen them many times. And in fact, I flew to L.A. just a couple weeks ago to see them at the El Rey Theater. And so I was very, very, very excited when I heard that they were on the lineup. And they were a complete surprise to me. I did not know they were even in consideration until this week. Yeah, I think along with Pussy Riot, they were one of the bigger, like, oh, wow, they, people weren't even really talking about them as potential acts, but here they were. And now, if I, I unfortunately missed that performance, but I understand that the Eau Claire performance is actually just technically a dirty projector. It really was. It was crazy. And so he was at the Oxbow stage, which is in the woods, in basically a treehouse. And I got there. I was like in the front row. I got there over an hour early and saw the act before to make sure I could get a good spot. And then um, when it was getting time to load the band, just David Longstreth, the lead singer, the kind of man behind the band, he popped up on stage solo and sat down on a chair with a microphone and he did a Dirty Projectors solo set, which is a big deal because it's a big band with many different singers and many different instrumentalists. And they are not the most like melodic band. There's a lot going on. And so to hear him play a solo set was really special and really weird. <laughs> and so he kept 
trying to teach his songs to the fans, to the audience, so they could sing along with him. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, but it was a very, very quiet set. And as it progressed, more and more other bands started to overtake the noise. And even I heard a random violinist somewhere in the woods that was much, much louder than him. So that is a stage that can be very hard to be loud at. Um, But it was still so special. And I'm really, really glad that I got to see it. So Julian Baker yesterday, actually, at the Lake Loon stage, the huge stage, said to the audience, I don't usually make this request, but if you feel like singing along, go for it. Yes. And similarly, you wouldn't necessarily think of her as like a sing-along kind of artist, right? right? It's very like intimate or confessional, but yeah, people are just feeling it. They're feeling that spirit of community and uh, bands you would not normally sing along to are turning into Don McLean. Yes. I think there's a different vibe here. It's more communal. It's more of like a campsite sing-along type of thing. And artists, I just think, want to connect in a different way. So who else did you catch? I also got to see Big Red Machine, which was the highlight of the night for me, for sure. And um, they were on the flambeau stage, which is completely in the round, 360 degrees. So you just pick a spot and hope that one of the artists is going to be facing you. And this was very special. Big Red Machine is sort of like a super group of a lot of different people performing at the festival, including Justin Vernon and our own Chastity Brown from the Twin Cities. And it was not only a sonically totally incredible experience, But visually, it was completely mind-blowing. There's these beams of light, and I don't know where they're coming from, but they're going straight up into the sky at various different points, and it's almost UFO-like. A little bit of Vegas in the Wisconsin woods, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, Vegas in a a Stranger Things science-y way. And so I caught the the Mouse on Mars set at 11 p.m. If you can imagine this festival ground, it's probably a couple of acres, sort of the main lawn. Mm -hmm. So there are LED lights lighting up trees all around the perimeter, and we discovered when the Mouse on Mars set started that they actually have these lights wired so that they can be manipulated. So as the band is playing, the trees are all like simultaneously flashing different colors all around this massive lawn. It was a pretty epic visual experience. And did you find the secret stage? I don't think so. When you're in the path to the woods on the way to the Oxbow stage, if you keep going, the lit path brings you to like a nightclub deep in the woods. I heard of this. Cecilia, our coworker, was like, oh, I found the rave in the woods. Yes. At, she like named the stage. I'm like, it's not on the map. She's like, no, it's the ninth stage. <laughs> exactly. Which sounds like a self-help book. <laughs> the ninth stage of grief. Raving. Yeah. So we were, I wasn't there for very long, but it was a totally weird and amazing experience. I think there was a hidden DJ or something, maybe in a tree trunk. I don't know. But yeah, there was dancing and there was um, a dude like swinging lights around. I swear I saw a Buddha type figure like floating in the woods. <laughs> There's always little secrets to find. And yeah. It's probably a squirrel. Justin like gave him a little mini DJ rig and was like, little friend. <laughs> You just do you. Do your thing. Do your thing. And we love you for being you. And then, so you ended up capping out your night by seeing Marijuana Death Squads. <laughs> I did see a little bit of that show, yes. It was crazy. There were 10, I think 10 people on stage. The majority of them were on laptops. But yeah, it was loud. It was past midnight. And um, it was very special. And it had a really nice 
audience. So that was another really unique experience. Eau Claire, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, thank you, Anna, for sharing your impressions of the mood, the food, the scene, the music. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day, too. On with the festival. Stay tuned for more episodes of Oh Hey, an Eau Claire Festival podcast from The Current. 